What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 41 of Beers in the Lot. This week, we talked about the poorly oiled machine out in Edmonton, Austin Serenity Now Matthews, and our belief that goalies should always tend the goal. Don't forget, we're on all the social media platforms at Beers in the Lot. You can join us for conversation, chirps, trolling over at beersatthelot.com slash discord. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out any more information about us, head over to beersinthelot.com. All right, let's open beers. All right, here we go. Lots of bottles. Bottle day today. I see Yins all got your glasses. I guess I don't I don't have a, like a cool glass. Yes, you do. You have a branded glass, beers in the lot glass. <laughs> I know. I don't have I don't a have cool it. glass. I don't Ooh. have it here. <laughs> Not on team studio. glass tonight. I don't have it on my studio. Oh. Would you like leave it in your car? <laughs> nice. Hey, by the way, nice pour. You know what? Dog hold that. Pour. Hold that up again. <laughs> Get a screenshot of that pour. <laughs> oh my lord! John's pour. I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to. Let me see that pour. Look at. Hold it look. up. Oh, hold this is up. worse than Aaron's. So I would up. just like to say this: I was harassing you guys, <laughs> making fun of me about the glass, not even looking into what I was pouring into, and this is my pour. Jesus! Oh, oh wow! Somebody screenshot. How do you how do you do screenshots in this? I got part? you. I got oh, you. Would so <laughs> you like some beer with that oh phone? Oh my god! What on earth is in that cup? Yeah. What what, what, what is, is in two, one third of this that is, cup? This is Snake Dog Head <laughs> with Snake Dog Beer from Flying Dog, our friends. <laughs> wow. I think it could also probably, you know. Uh, work later is like a you know pen holder or something if it maintains this current consistency he's <laughs> <laughs> my desk terrible oh, gosh terrible pour. i need to look when i do things eric what do you have i have uh bells bells you know out in michigan uh mm-hmm. incessant double new england style ipa so a double nipa it's pretty good bells makes really good stuff so yeah it's awesome so let's kick it over to Danny because he, he usually has interesting beers. So uh, uh, like John, I went with the uh, snake theme. I'm drinking a laser snake by Three Floyds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three Floyds. This is good. Yes. Yeah, man. I like that can art, too. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. It's like some sort of <laughs> retro snake with lasers. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a like a old school like Nintendo video game monster. Yeah. Yeah, or like That's an eighties like. yeah. synth wave kind of oh, type thing. Now you're speaking uh, language. Yeah, now we're talking here. Now we're talking. That, that would be a sick shirt. I bet you they have a shirt with that. No doubt. That's awesome. That, that's a brewery like I want to go to sometime. They're out in Indiana. I want to go. Oh, that would be awesome. Checking them out. Yeah. What are you drinking, Aaron? I have another Nuglaris Brewing Company. This one's called Dancing Man. It's a wheat. And I think it's my favorite, actually, out of the Neglaris ones that I've tried. It's uh, tasty. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So because Riggs had a game tonight, should we, uh, like, interview him like uh, <laughs> like they have been uh, after the games? So what do you think was the key to the game tonight? <laughs> well, you know, we uh, we pressured the puck really well. 
Uh, we didn't give them a lot of time and space. Um, we got pucks in deep, got behind their D, got pucks also, in the front of the net. And importantly, uh, what was what was the result of your game? <laughs> Who 11, won? <laughs> 11, 11 three out of boy. Oh, nice. Oh. Eleven three, ouch! Yeah. So we Barn definitely got, we definitely got pucks deep, <laughs> <laughs> very deep. <laughs> I I had a breakaway, and like I'm one of the slowest guys on the team. I got a breakaway, and uh, I didn't know what to do because there was no one <laughs> like no like usually guys catch up to me because I'm like in that league I'm not that fast right so usually guys catch up to me so I didn't know what to do. I was like, should I go high? And then I saw like his five hole and I was like, I can make that. And I went to shoot and I hit his stick. Mm. And uh, John's making a face because he's just drinking straight snake dog. <laughs> I had to, I had to get it. I just had to get it. Like... <laughs> you distracted me. Sorry. Anyway, much like I was distracted in the game, I tried to shoot five <laughs> hole and I hit the goalie right in the stick and then he fell over. <laughs> and it's still one in. No, it didn't go in. Cool. <laughs> I did have. I had a. I had one on a rebound, and then uh, I had the eleventh goal in an eleven three game. Who cares? Anyways, <laughs> the important goal of the game. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who cares? <laughs> can we? Can we talk about how Austin Matthews, Big Poppy, has uh, has uh adopted frank costanza's serenity now approach <laughs> to the playoffs <laughs> every scrum he's got a huge smile on his face big shit-eating grin serenity now serenity now yeah austin austin matthews is not even it's kind of interesting too like about that because like ben Sherratt, weber they all are trying to get under his skin or get him off his rocker and he just has this massive smile on his face he clearly is not he's not giving him any ounce of justification to keep doing it it's almost it it actually hurts the the habs more by them still trying to get under his skin cuz it it's not working he just mentally he's not there he's more fixated on putting pucks in the net doing the right things to win the games he doesn't even care about the scrums which is a good way to approach it cuz it's working working really well the first one that that we saw, it looked like he was like a kid on a carnival ride. Yeah, it was just going a little too fast for him. But he still had like the huge <laughs> smile on his face. Yeah, and he was just getting shit whipped around. Yeah, that's oh, when Weber God. was like, he was, was like so ragdolling funny. him from the back. Yeah, and Matt, it almost looked like one of those kids, like in the harnesses, you know. Yes. <laughs> because they're too crazy yes. and the parents just keep pulling like mini me remember them. like copy no. of Marlon and he pulls him you know like that's essentially what it was but Matthews is just laughing and then the one huh. kind of the one uh that Rigsby touched on with the serenity now he was looking up at the ref at one point just saying like I'm not doing shit he's just like there no, he was like he uh, was like getting pulled down by uh <laughs> What's his face? Like Weber was on the ice, but he was like I with, think it was Sherratt, maybe. He was with Marner. So like Sherratt's like Sherratt had was like falling down and he's pulling Matthews, but it was like it was real speed, but it, the fall was like slow motion. <laughs> and like he's just <laughs> oh, I'm going down now. And he's has like no expression on his face. 
And then the ref comes over. I don't know which ref it was. He comes over and he looks down at him and Matthews is like, what? I, I'm not doing shit. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just lying here. Like everybody else is going crazy. I'm just lying here. Serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I love it. <laughs> it then, totally reminded me of the Barnaby and Doig fight from yeah. 2003 uh, or whenever yeah, it was. Yeah, and Barnaby's it, just laughing a at little, him. A little bit different, though. Because it's a little yeah. different, but it, it's still the, yeah. the big you know, the smile on his face. Big and everything. smile, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I think, too, if you're, if you're the Leafs, you're probably pretty happy because... Big Willie showed up to play in the playoffs. Yes. I mean, he is he has been a stud each and every single game. Four straight. Four straight. He's doing awesome. Alex Galchenyuk has looked like a totally different player than what we have seen him in yeah. the last couple of years. So whatever work the Leafs have done, whether I, I know there was some skills coaching because I've seen some stuff online, like kind of a, about his skating position, certain things like that. So he's better. Kerfoot's playing awesome that, JT's out, unfortunately. Yeah, Gelchenyak looked really great getting that empty netter right now. Well, no, but I'm talking about everything <laughs> else. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, about that. I'm not, I don't, I don't count those as points. So, I'm talking about everything else. The NHL does. Yeah, I'd like to work on that at some point, but, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, I'd like to amend your record books. <laughs> Show up as like an auditor. From the anti-empty netter league association. Show me all the empty netters. <laughs> I know. You're gonna you're gonna do that with Mario? Yeah. I'll do it with anyone. That okay. means he didn't net. score five goals five ways. Well, yeah, because yeah. you can only do it four ways. <laughs> 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 so 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 I guess we'll stick with the north. Annie. Winnipeg Jets sweep Connor McDavid in the oil. Oh man. Did did that bust your bracket? I think it did. I was sleeping on the Jets. You were sleeping? Mm-hmm. Oh. The only thing I was upset about that series is I picked the Jets in seven. I did the same thing. I'm upset. <laughs> this I was so devastated. <laughs> <laughs> and the Oilers are going to win the other night. No T. I I was like, oh, it's a series again. My yeah, I was like, here we go. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no. not. <laughs> no. I mean, it really it was so glaring the issues for Edmonton in this series though. And it was the same stuff that everyone said at the beginning of the season early in what? the season when what? they they had hiccups. What? That they're they're only two players. They're only two players. Their defense isn't that deep. Their goaltender goaltending's an issue. Mike Smith was washed 5 years ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, and, and the other thing too. So if you're I think UFA free agents. I know Freddie's on the market, and I think like Darcy Kemper that come to mind immediately. Like Anderson, sure, but if Anderson sticks where he is now, or somebody else comes in, what are you going to do? You going back to that well again for Edmonton? Like I, I think that the market for goalies is pretty thin right now. If you look yeah. at if That's you look different at how, from how it was like a few right? years ago, even if, yeah. you, if you look at how things are going right now, uh, especially in the playoffs, like how many goalies have been responsible for outright losses? <clears throat> I can think of one. I can think of three <laughs> like, games between yeah, two teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's 
So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's Edmonton is in a tough spot. They've, I mean, we were look, we were talking today, and we were looking at the the draft picks that they had over the years, the number ones, and John's gonna go uh, pull that up real quick. <laughs> So I just paper, did, paper notebook. I just kind of I just kind of did like a, a quick list of players that jettisoned from the oil in the last couple of years. And it was in no way like I'm not saying anything bad about those players when they left. But if you kind of just take it after they left, maybe it was different coaching, coaching staff, deployment, et cetera. And then I'll get into kind of their drafting very quickly. And I'm going to hit it not super crazy because we don't want to beat a super dead horse. So these are players that came to mind this year. Schultz, Eberle, Gagne, who's in Detroit, who did decent, I think, on a very young so-so Detroit team. Dubnik. Oh, and Jeff Petrie, like Montreal's best defenseman this year. Yeah. They all left. Yeah. And Dubnik, actually, since he left Edmonton, has been a very solid goalie. I think he's in a backup role now. But but I, the funny thing is we were like kind of joking about the Stanley Cup appearance in 2006 and how they drafted since then. So this is when they've gotten a goalie, which is their biggest glaring issue. In 2004, they got Dubnik in the first round, 14th overall. That was our highest goalie pick that they've used since 2004. So in 2005, 6, 7, and 8, no goalie. Then they used a fifth-round pick in 09, a fifth-round pick in 10. 2011, they used a third and a seventh. None of those goalies saw NHL time. 2012, 13, no goalie. 14, they went fourth and seventh on a goalie. Those gentlemen have not seen NHL time. 2015, a seventh overall pick, or a seventh round pick. 2016, they used a fifth round pick. Uh, 2017, second round pick. The kid is in the system, I believe. In 2018, the kid is in the system as well. 2019, a third round pick. And in 2020, this past year, none. So in goaltending has been one of your most glaring issues. I find it hard to believe there was not a goalie in any of those drafts. They couldn't pick higher on the board or address it. That's me. Or that they couldn't develop glaring. one of the, like they, that sounds exactly. like a lot of drafts. Like sounds like they drafted a lot of goalies. Yeah, Where considering are they? All, considering all. I mean, I, they just were AHL players and then didn't make it and or left. So hmm. there, there's a lot of issues. And two, Ken Holland makes like five million bucks as a general manager. So he's the guy they're really going to go, hey, you got to fix this problem we have now. Because Connor McDavid is super polite. He's like, we got to fix this. It's our problem. We need to hit another gear. But I'm not saying he has any Jack Eichel in him. I hope he doesn't. But at some point. When does he get fed up? When does he say, get fed up? Because it's. Trade me right other, fucking now. And the other thing, too, I hate saying this. I. You know, they were really super safe the last couple of years at the deadlines and in the offseason. They were very safe with their selections. Like you kind of look at Jim Rutherford. I mean, say whatever you want about him kind of burning the, you know, the farm down. But if he felt his team was close or needed something, he was he was not afraid to shake stuff up. They were the super vanilla easy pick in Dave Tippett. You know, and I, I like Tippett. He's a good NHL coach, but like, has he really done anything for that team? Like, has he, has he really been able to get anything else out of him? I don't think so. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. 
and I, I don't like seeing, I mean, I'm sure we're all sick of it too. Like I'm sick of seeing like these Steve Yeiserman or like, you know, early Detroit Red Wings kind of comparisons. Like those were stacked freaking teams. Like it didn't matter what some of those players did. Like they're like, oh, well, Stevie Y kind of revolutionized his game. No, he didn't. He had Fedorov and Larionov and the Hull and, you know, I mean, geez, I'm forgetting a quarter million players they had that were good in those eras. Like, you know, like they had <laughs> yeah, a million yeah, players. I know. They literally had, that's what I'm players. saying. Like you yes. could, I know. You could, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm exaggerating, obviously. Like, I, uh, yeah. You can go down the list and just pick all the players on that team. There were great NHL players at that time are very serviceable. Yeah. Outside of yeah. like Dreisaitl, McDavid, Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, okay, he's doing he's better, he's a young defenseman, whatever. RNH. RNH and Yamamoto. And Yamamoto, he played on the fourth line last night. Nugent Hopkins had <laughs> a little bit of a resurgence this year. He he had been sort of quote unquote underperforming for the last couple seasons, if you mm-hmm. you know follow yeah. any of the canadian media or whatever yeah. so like who knows man like that that organization over the years they've just been so disappointing on so many levels right i don't even know like there's and they've no had other word. exciting players too like that, everybody was so excited for nail yakupov and oh, excited yeah. like, excited for Connor mcdavid of course and to see them underperform is so taylor hall Taylor hey, Hall. Yeah, I'm leaving yeah. him out. I, there's like, some, there's another another 249,580 players that I'm leaving yeah, out. You know, yeah. <laughs> so disappointing. Well, and but two, I I almost got her. No, I was gonna say that like if you look at an organization like the Avalanche, where they've gotten you know a couple of exciting players in McKinnon and Landeskog and etc., they're. <laughs> They're performing. They're they're doing something. Well, look at look at their look at their their like shit. Look at all four like their their top twelve forwards. Like right. you could take you could take those lines. They, you could take their bottom six and probably fill out uh, second lines on most most of playoff the NHL teams. clubs. Yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, they've they've got. I think they have. John, don't they have they have like uh uh Nichushkin on third line or something, right? Yeah, he's playing third and then I think he's playing like second PP here and there. Yeah, like so that, that's he's <laughs> a second or a top line player on a lot of orders in this. He was a he was a top six guy in Dallas when he was there, wasn't he? Uh, consistently. Not right? not a little bit consistently. So so it's like if you build your team with four lines of up front and then they they obviously got lucky through um through where they fell uh for draft picks and then how they traded for draft picks and they got kale mccarr right and and then they have gerard and they have all the other cast of characters back there like that team is just so deep it doesn't matter like the other night uh uh, not the not the fourth game, but the third game against. Yeah, Saint Mac Lewis. didn't even get a point. The the top six did nothing. Didn't need to. Yeah. The bottom six won the game, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. So like, and it's because you can't you can't cover everybody. Like, no, if you you're can't. 
No. If you're that deep, then it doesn't matter who has a bad night because so long as, you know, one of your lines has a good night, then they're going to score enough goals. That that team, I I've said I said it last week. It is a runaway train, man. What you doing, John? <laughs> I was sorry. I went to the NHL.com app and at the last Jesus. highlight I was watching. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but so it's kind of funny, Eric. You you kind of touched on a little bit with Colorado. Think about who's at the top of that organization. Okay, my it's my boy, boy Joe, Joe Sackett. Sackett. And <laughs> one of my favorite players. players watching growing up. Yeah, exactly. He's fantastic, but he has yet to panic. He's yet to do anything like emotional. He takes his emotion completely out of it and just yeah. thinks completely about the team. And a few years ago when Wah, like it what was it like 72 hours before the start of the season. He's like, I'm not coaching. Like he, yeah. just, he up and left. Yeah. That, that was a, I'm serious. That was like a key point a for the organization. Yeah. Yeah. And he took a month to figure out the coach because in his head, he's like, I need to make sure we're not only going in the right direction, but I select the right coach. Yes. He put Jared Bednar in. That guy is cool all the time and calm. He just looks very reserved and it wipes off on his players. Another thing too, like you kind of mentioned with Gerard, they fill needs constantly. They're always yep. looking at like plug and play. And it's also not, you know, I, I like with the team too. Like they, you know, if McKinnon's not going, someone else is going to try and figure, figure that out. They're going to plug it in. And if you look at the way Edmonton has been ran and I'm not, we're not NHL insiders or anything, but they have been ran by X NHL players. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Cause there's a lot of those guys around the league, but maybe those X NHL players who were in the organization, weren't the best fits and they ran it like a country club. Right. And I think yeah. that was a severe detriment to them. Yeah. I mean, Mac T was a good coach, but they had Kevin Lowe at the top for a long time. And I don't really know what he did. I mean, it, it wasn't like he set him up for success and I'm not saying he burned he, the he organization was, to the ground. He but was there, but he was there because he won all the cups there. Correct. Exactly. There was That's no why he was there. there. Yeah. That's why, I mean, Look, okay, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, he had a VP role in the organization because he was Wayne Gretzky and he was with the Oilers and all the stuff and the Cups and everything, right? So they they were doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And clubs like Colorado, they respect the history, right? But all the decisions that they make are for the benefit of the franchise and for the team. And how do we win a Stanley cup? Because ultimately that's what is going to be best for the business. And so they recognize that and they go after that. I don't think Edmonton is there yet. And it's kind of surprising because you would think Holland would understand that from the time of Detroit, but yeah, I and that's know. and it's so awkward because you don't want to say like the game passed you by, Kenny Holland. I don't think this is the project for you, but I don't see how he pulls anything off. I mean, you get a little help this year because maybe you could trade some stuff away so Seattle can take a garbage contract or two. But outside of that, like, how are you going to retool the rest? Like, 
I don't see a lot of owners spending a ton of cash due to the, you know, the COVID situation. And this is going to be a big year for a lot of teams upcoming because of the fact they have to figure out the money they're slotted with now, hopefully fans in the building again. So you can get a lot of revenue upcoming. Yeah, but, but it's it the cap's not going up, right? Cap's not so. going up, yeah. So you gotta you gotta figure out where you're gonna find some money here. Yeah. So it it, it kills me because Connor McDavid's gonna be what twenty five next year. So yeah. you're hitting those peak years. It's like, yeah, I don't you're, want him to be like Jumbo Joe. They, they're wasting. They're wasting him. They're wasting him. Yeah, it's like a succubus. <laughs> Okay. Now, I also think that Connor McDavid has a little bit of a problem too, in that he is so good. Like, individual talent wise, he is the best hockey player on the planet. I don't care what anybody says. Bar none. Like, from an individual, just technical skill standpoint i don't think anybody would anybody would disagree with he's, that he's no. the best hockey player on the planet however and i brought this up earlier uh in discord with you guys can he adjust how he plays to make other players around him better right so he reminds me a lot of like a really good player that's on your beer league team that can carry the puck up and down the ice on their own, right? And they'll probably get their points and their goals. Uh, but they're not going to help the team be successful because they're on their own, right? And they just kind of do stuff on their own and, and whatever. They don't play within the team. And they don't make other players around them better. And they don't adjust to do that. Like maybe Sidney Crosby had to do early on in his career, right? Maybe, you know, the story is that when he came into the league, he was so good, but he didn't know how to play with other players yet. And then he matured. And that's when Pittsburgh finally saw some success, right? And you know, maybe Connor's just not there yet. Who knows? Maybe he can't get there. I, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like he's that player that is so good that he could do all that stuff on his own. And that's great. But then when you get to playoffs and it's that tight checking situation, he becomes virtually invisible. What did he, he had like a goal in that series? Yeah. So, four points, but think about it. He was shut. Him and Dreisaitl were shut out for two shut games. Shut down. They were Completely. shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So four points in two games. You're like, wow, that's great. But like, so I, I think. You can't do it off one player. You can't, as, yeah. as, as much as like the organization has to get help for those guys, which they do. Like the roster is, I mean, it's those two and nobody else. Yeah. But maybe he has to adjust how he plays to kind of help other people that are around him play better. Well, the one I thing agree. too, Tippett, yeah, Tippett did this year. He ran with the two horses on the same line. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just gotta, you gotta find people that peel can the hang with them, right? Yeah, yeah. Peel the bandaid and go, 
McDavid and Drysaddle, you're going one and two. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. They stink. They do stink. <laughs> it sucks. Pittsburgh sucks too. So the Caps. <laughs> Pittsburgh sucks less. Nah, today we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Still sucky, nonetheless. It's three to two. Better than four to one. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not by much. By one yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. It's just bad. I mean, we've said it kind of all year in a like kind of a funny way. Like, oh, this is their swan song. Maybe their swan song came a few years ago. We were just too blind to see it. Like maybe <laughs> this is this is what you get. Yeah. Ooh. Caps and pens. This is it. Oh, like, it's over. Is, the window is yeah. Windows closed. The window. Yeah. You know what? Maybe the window was actually closed in 2016 for both teams. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Pittsburgh wasn't supposed to win in 2017, and Washington wasn't supposed to win in 2018. And are just and, these figments. And they and they got no, they got there because they got bounces, right? Like oh, absolutely. When I did. when I think back to Washington Cup, like they were down 2-0 going to Columbus in that first round, and they won the third game because a puck went off a of Lars Eller's ass and went in the net right in overtime so then they were it was 2-1 and off they go right like they you get all those bounces and those things happen and you win right and maybe pittsburgh didn't have the lineup in 2017 that was supposed to win which a lot of people say right even looking back now so maybe that window was actually closed in 2016 for both teams yeah. Because what what have both of them done since? Like, nothing. yeah, I'll make the argument though that the bounces, you 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 know the cliche you make your own luck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I but, get it. Yeah, and a seven game series, the bounce count. I don't know, <laughs> that's not a stat. But if they kept track of what is a a you know a home team bounce or whatever, then I bet it's probably pretty even. Uh, so the last it's just game, the nature of the bounce. So the last game, Jari passing to Islanders. You're saying that's a bad, bad bounce, that's, right? that's a bad bounce. <laughs> that's a bad that's bounce. A bad bounce. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm, <laughs> not what I'm saying, Jari's not good. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to make this point because I've said it like he multiple bad. times. Multiple so times. And all, you guys, all you guys have seen me yell at goalies when I play D and I'm going down to get a puck and the goalie comes out to touch the puck. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. it. I yell all the time. I don't even want them to get back in the net. Yeah. Go. You've all heard (laughs) me just yell. the goal. Yeah. Tend the goal. Tend the goal. (laughs) What's your job? Tend the goal. Don't touch the puck unless somebody from the other team shoots it at you. That's the only time I want you to touch your it. name. That's... Doesn't start your last name doesn't start with bro and end in dur. dur. I don't want you touching the puck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't touch the puck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reach back bad... and stop it when it's going on a hard round. That's it. Get back in there. Oh net. man. Yeah. The <laughs> bad part about the Jari goal was that there was a guy to to the to the right of him and there was a guy to the left of him. 
He could have dumped was it either stuck one of them. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, <laughs> yeah. You, you know where I'm going? Right down the middle. There was two square feet of ice where he should not have put oh. the puck. Oh, two shit. square feet in the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole so ring. I didn't watch. That's I didn't, where it went. I didn't watch. I was. Rings me. So you're saying while Samsonov is a nice and, tape uh, to tape pass. And Jari yeah. are running yeah. behind the net. Mr. White is dancing with his razor blade. Like while that song is going on. Yeah. Stuck in the middle with you. Just dancing with the razor blade like that. Yeah. Pulp fiction for all you kids mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> Great. Such a good movie. film. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but that kind of brings up yeah. another another question, though. What, what goalie in the playoffs right now is there's like two that you can think of that are like, that goalie is going to carry this team to the final. Vasilevsky. The rest, Vasilevsky. And mm-hmm. probably, probably Grubauer, but yeah, but Grubauer doesn't have. To he has work. D in front of him too. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. And have that's to work. the thing. It's like <laughs> these. There's not like just these stellar gold. Maybe Flurry. Maybe Flurry. Flurry's playing if, pretty if, well. Right. If Vegas is going to get past Colorado, yes, Flurry they're going to have ha- to stand on Flurry, Flurry's shoulders. Yeah. Flurry yes. has to do it, and I. And that maybe that Tuka? series, especially if it does happen, mm-hmm. that is such a coin flip because the teams are very even. And yeah, offensively, I still give the edge to Colorado. Defensively, I may give it to Vegas just on they have a few more guys that are a little older, still in their you know good years. But then in goaltending, it's still a coin flip because uh, yeah, but I, I would I would give well, that's. The- I would give the edge to Mark Andre Fleury being able to like dig deep and find that thing that, that he has. Yeah. yeah, he has that thing like that the it factor that yeah. he can win series. Mm-hmm. You know, all it's like well. it's like a warm blanket having him in the back. Like you know that if if they if the other team gets a breakaway on him, he's got a really good chance that he's going to stop them. Like unlike other goalies, you're afraid when they when the puck comes the other direction. He's not technically that good, right? He's just so but, athletic, though. But he just he battles and he finds a way to stop mm-hmm. pucks in yeah. the most pressure packed situation. And, He's like Goody. That's what Goody says. Goody was saying that he relied on his athleticism to make saves he shouldn't, (laughs) even though he he said. So what about the ones that he he went from center ice? (laughs) Well, and he's not even on right now. But he said he said when he was younger. He said when he was younger, he did that. Now that he's older, he can't get away with that. So he has to be more. He has to be more technical, right? So, but right. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even on. Like you're ta- John's talking shit. <laughs> Nothing new. Nothing new. But like that's kind of the thing. Like that's the only. Like we we've kind of said it. Like this is the battle essentially for the Stanley Cup: Vegas and colorado that's the matchup yeah. we all want to see i i just yeah. don't anyone out of the central that comes out i'm whoever comes out i'm sure it's a good team but i don't i don't see them having a fighting chance against either of those two teams no it's not happening Colorado's a runaway train they are anybody man. who faces them is the underdog 
Actually, they did say that. They already released kind of early next round. I think Vegas was like minus, or Colorado actually. Yeah, Colorado was heavy favored. I don't remember the line on that they released on it, but Colorado was heavy, heavy favored in that already. Not a surprise. Yeah, it doesn't shock me at all. They're so good. So good. <laughs> and fun. Fun. Yes. Not, they're good. Like, to, yeah. They're fun to watch. Exactly. They're not, like, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not just going to. Islanders. Like, they're not, right. Ugh. They're not going to be boring hockey and just try and clog, Let's clog up, up the middle. Clog up the neutral zone. Jesus Christ. Trap, yeah, like, all this kind of bullshit. Blankets. Yeah. No, man. They are just going to jam the puck down your throat. We're going to score on you. We're going to shoot a ton. We're going to hit not, you. You are not going to have the fights. Puck. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, they are yeah. just. You're going to get fed a, some fists. <laughs> run <laughs> away train. Yeah. I love it. They should win just because they're so entertaining. Yeah. It's good for hockey if they're winning. And plus, that's a, like, I mean, we always say this. It's somewhat cliche. Like, the league is better when. I, and I guess we're kind of biased because we grew up when Colorado was kind of <laughs> playing really well. We're like, the league is better man. when they're playing well. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Like, I'm sorry. You, Dude, you I, want it to seem like that. When they, when they were winning uh, in 96 and... Yeah, it was the first year after the Nordiques moved. 90, 98? Was ni- 96 was the first one, right? Yeah, yes. that's what it was because I was like 11th grade. So in high school, I took, uh, we actually had Russian in high school. So I took Russian four years. I don't remember hardly any of it. I can read a little bit of it still, but I can't, can't speak <laughs> it or anything. Well, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> and so <laughs> Ovi versus Samsona. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, but, um, uh, the, the lady that taught the class was actually from russia and uh i grew up in gaithersburg and there was like a large russian population down there um back then i don't know what it it's like now but um there was she had like a a a kid that was from russia our age that would help out in the class and this is when detroit russian five right they're you know they're battling against colorado Mm -hmm. uh and so he was big red wings guy and just you know to troll basically i was like oh yeah uh abs are the best you know whatever (laughs) i actually uh i saved up like i was like babysitting kids in the neighborhood or whatever and i saved up money and uh or got birthday money or whatever it was and i went to like the local uh you know sports department store in the mall and got an abs jersey and I wore it to school and like all this stuff. I got into the <laughs> Russian, I got into the Russian honor society in 11th grade. So it's 96, it's spring. So it's like playoffs. And, uh, when I got to walk across the stage to get like my pin and my, uh, certificate, I wore the Avs Jersey <laughs> and that kid was like booing and hissing and stuff. And, like, that's, <laughs> it, was, it was great, man. <laughs> See if you got a, if you got a Valerie, got a Valerie <laughs> Kaminsky Jersey, he probably would have liked you. Well, he, you know, yeah. he was definitely, he was all over, you know, Larry Onoff, Konstantinov, 
like all those guys yeah fatter all those guys back in the day yeah like that mid-90s run of colorado and detroit like that was formative that was was formative for me like that that definitely influenced me as i like got older and kept playing and everything i have a burned in image of claude lemieux fighting i don't even remember who it was Malpy. in, well, in like, Malpy, yes in yeah, fights bundled, just over and over because yeah, they, they bundled each other the boards yeah so he scumbag. right he made draper <laughs> eat the boards in front of the bench and then the next season that's yeah, how it long it's season the next yeah, season right. uh Malpy jumped him and look you know lemieux freaking turtles and then all hell broke loose and yeah, that was the was Osgood Waff fight. Was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I remember <laughs> that game because I didn't watch it. I was at a sleepover. And I remember like that game was on Saturday night. My yeah. dad picked me up the next morning. He was like, I was like, hey, you won the game. He's like, oh, I, I literally don't even remember uh why and Osgood this- fought. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, the goalies fought? Like, oh my god. And I couldn't see the highlight until like the next game two days later, because you know. Isn't like now. It was nineteen ninety, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ninety seven, right? Reminds me of my favorite joke about the internet. I just thought of something that I want to learn more about. Well, that's a damn shame. That's life in the nineties. Before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, sorry, but... you're just not gonna know until yeah. you see it on TV <laughs> randomly again. Also, you gotta remember too, Aaron. It's like. Man, I'm sitting on the toilet for 10 minutes. Oh, I'll just watch TikTok for an hour and a half. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> a double-edged sword. It is true, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. That'll do it for this week. Don't forget, if you liked what you heard, tell your friends, your family, your teammates about Beers and a Lot podcast, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya.